0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, babies in their diapers. Welcome to the Tiberia Show with your host, Tiberias Boy.
1: about some very awesome stuff. We have a video game about bowling, a book about the group of friends called the Data Set, and we have a totally awesome guest. Today we have the one, the only, the amazing, Jason Belmonte. <laughs>
2: G'day man,
1: how are you going? I'm doing good. Jason is listed as the best PBA bowler in the entire world. He has won 25 PBA titles
2: yeah it's uh it's crazy to even hear that number considering you know i was just your age uh, I mean, when yeah. i was still back home thinking about what i wanted to do with my life so uh, i'm very very happy
1: and then here you are um the best bowler in the world i mean here i am it's so cool
2: well everyone has to start somewhere tiberius doesn't matter what it is that you do you have to start somewhere so for me it was back home in australia and for you it's in that studio so i'm looking forward to one day you know when you're super big and famous i'll be able to say hey i was on the tiberius show a long time ago (laughs)
1: yeah well today we're going to start off with the video of the week and this is going to be a strike
0: and now it's time for the video game of the week.
1: on the Roblox platform, and because it is on Roblox, you're able to play it on PC, Mac, Xbox, and even your cell phone, and it is free. It was made by Mango Studios, and this is the only game available from Mango Studios. Well, most of you know that I love bowling, but that means I'm gonna be sure a game is good if it has bowling in it. In fairness, this game is listed as a beta since September of 2019. I mean, we're on 2021 now. Like, you gotta update. All well, the graphics are great, and the lines look good too. But they have a computer screen, so don't even do animations when you get a strike though. I mean, that's also pretty cool. But I did find a few issues that are not acceptable. First off, the camera angles are hard to work with, so it is hard to aim. Even with the lowest sensitivity, setting it is hard to move the camera around. I mean, they have the zoom thing where they like zoom it in your camera, but it's still not that great. But the big issue is the scoring. This is unforgivable. Instead of scoring correctly by adding your pins to a spare, so instead they add all the pins from the current frame. So all your scores are gonna be incorrect. They, uh, then on the 10th frame, Even if you get a spare, they do not let you bowl three throws. I mean, I go bowling all three out of ten stars because the visuals of the front desk and the lanes were awesome, but the gameplay was a lot to be desired. I mean, you have to have the scoring right. Am I right?
2: Yeah, you are absolutely right. I couldn't agree more with your rating for this game. Uh, You know. I understand that you can have a couple of uh, teething issues, but we're talking about 2019, right? There's a lot of time between then and now. So they could have fixed a few things up. And like you said, it's unforgivable having the scoring wrong. I mean, you can make the pins fly around a little funny. You can make the balls look a little funny, but you can't get the score wrong.
1: I mean, there are balls that are like really cool. Like all of that, they have like different, like customized balls. But you can't like customize your own,
2: which is yeah, the problem. and that's that's the way games work now. Like you want to be able yeah. to have a lot of customization. But listen, three out of ten, I think you're still pretty generous. You know, hmm. I, that's that's a kind rating, even even still. So you're a much nicer person than I am.
1: I mean, the graphics were really good, but the aiming was not that amazing. I mean, it was like you, well, like one. Like if, like, if you're on PC, if you move to the right, which is the D key, if you move right, you move like two pins. You can't get on that correct pin that you wanna hit. Like, to the right of the head pin.
2: Listen, the more you keep talking, Tiberius, the more I think you should be lowering your rating. It should be now two and a half out of 10.
1: <laughs> Over 40 years, Playhouse Central Florida has provided education, independent life skills and job training to thousands of Central Floridians who live with blindness or any degree of vision loss. Whether it's picking out clothes in the morning or just moving around your community serving Orange, Seminole, and Osceola counties. Contact Lighthouse Central Florida at 407-898-2483 or visit them online at lighthousecfl.org.
0: The Tiberia Show would like to thank one of their dedicated sponsors, Custom Designs Orlando! These guys are on Mills Avenue and do all sorts of stuff. Ranging from photo ID badges, engraved signs, custom braille ADA signs, vinyl lettering to trophies and awards. The cool part about Custom Designs is, they can ship products all over the United States. You can reach them at 407-898-0373 and tell them that- Ty
1: Beerus! Sent you. Ah. Dad, my computer's slow again and I can't play my games.
0: Call your computer solutions today and we will scan for viruses and clean that computer up remotely and make it fast again. Our phone number is 407-826-0810.
1: Thanks, Dad. My computer's fast again. Now I can do my homework. Thanks for calling your computer solutions at 407-826-0810. Now it's time for the book of the week, the data set, the sky is falling. This book is written by Ada Hopper. This gets a great series about three friends that get into danger, action, trouble, and adventure with science. My favorite. Well, let me read to the back of the book. In fact, Jason, would you like to do the honors?
2: It would be my pleasure, Tiberius. I have it written down here, so hopefully I say it correctly. When bizarre lights streak across the night sky in Newtonburg, everyone has a theory. But the data set knows who is to blame. Dr. Bunsen. This time, his newest invention speaks to aliens and invites them down to Earth. Can the kids handle a close encounter with extraterrestrials and mysterious men in black to keep their town from being space invaded. I don't know about you, Tiberius, but I kind of want to read the book now.
1: <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. Not going to lie. Well, well, this is an AR book. It's worth one full point. It's rated for third grade, but sixth month. Well, this is a great book for kids that love science and getting into trouble, like me. So, we are left off from the second book where our friends are getting back for dinner. The next morning, they go to the tree house and start to play with their new ham radio. They could reach people in Russia. That night, people saw lots of lights like lasers in the sky. Everybody thought it was aliens, but the Dada set knew better. They visited Dr. Bunsen to find out what he had done. He had made a radio so that he could talk to the aliens and the lights were not from the aliens, but to the aliens. So they receive a message back and they didn't and then they decode it and they find out that an alien is coming. They go back to the treehouse and there was a real life alien just sitting there. I mean what? <laughs> Well, they trade food, and they learn that the alien does not like candy, but celery. I mean, how does an alien like celery? (laughs) Well, then the men in black came, and they want to talk to Dr. Bunsen, and, well, you know I'm going to stop here and and let you read the book yourself. I mean, you know me. (laughs) Well, I'd give the data set the sky is falling 9 out of 10 stars because it was really cool how the alien interacted with the kids and kind of looked like Dr. Bunsen. Oh, and the ending was pretty good as well. See, David Smith Law.com. You can call him at 407-801-2667. Wait, you are not Chuck. My dad can help when people get hurt. He loves to help. If you are ever injured at work or in a car accident, you should call my friend Chuck. You can call him at 407-801-2667. That website again is CWSmithWall.com.
0: Offices, Orlando.
1: Does it actually have that much W's? (laughs) Mid-State Fire has been providing top quality fire equipment services for three generations to the central Florida area. Don't wait for an emergency to repair. Call Mid-State Fire today at 407-246-8855. Get your fire extinguishers and emergency lighting for both your home and businesses by visiting www.midstatefire.com. That number again is 407-246-8855. And now it's time for an interview of an interesting person. Today's guest is going to be so much fun. Today we have the one, the only, the amazing, Jason Bell! Hey Jason is listed as the best PBA bowler in the entire world. Plus he bowls with two hands. I mean that form is kinda hard.
2: Well, not for me, it's not, Tiberius. I it's mean, how I started. So I I'm sure we'll get into that later.
1: Yeah, I'm sure about that. So first off, how are you enjoying being on the show?
2: This show is amazing. I think you're fantastic. I think a lot of people are finding out interesting facts. Uh, I think it's awesome to kind of let people meet interesting people so they can learn from them or maybe uh, find out more about them. And honestly, you know, you've already convinced me not to play one video game and to go and read a book. So I think you're a a source of information. It's fantastic.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, I have to ask. I got started with two hands because I was 2 years old and could not lift the ball with one hand. I mean, how did you get started with using both hands to bowl?
2: Yeah, your story and my story is very similar. So, I was 18 months old when I first wanted to bowl by myself and the ball was too heavy to roll with a traditional one-handed style. So, I would Pick the ball up and do what i could as an 18 month old baby and push it down with two hands and as i was getting older i realized hey this is this is working for me like i don't think i want to change so i continued doing that and then i saw that the ball was really curving a lot and no one else Where I live and where I come from was curving the ball. So for me, it was super fun and super cool. And then that was it. No one was ever going to change my mind ever after that.
1: Like, I mean, no one will make you change to one-handed.
2: No, No many people tried. Oh, they can try all they want.
1: Or do not. (laughs) There is no try.
2: (laughs) Wise words. Very wise words. I feel like I've heard them somewhere before. But I I think they still ring true.
1: (laughs) So what is the best part about being a professional
2: bowler? That's a really good question. I think it's all very personal. Like for me, I just, I love the game so much and it's a part of who I am. So bowling makes me happy. And to do it professionally as my job, you know, they say that when you do something that you love for work, you never really work a day in your life. And for me, I feel that way. I feel like. Whenever I put my bowling shoes on and pick the ball up and throw it down the lane, it's just one of my happy places in the world. So it's just a very joyful thing.
1: So when did you know in your heart that this was what you were going to do for a living?
2: Ooh, well, I didn't even know that there was a professional tour in America when I was growing up as a kid. We, I only found out about the PBA when I was like 11 or 12. So I had a lot of years where I didn't even know you could do this for a living. Uh, When I saw the PBA on television, I started to think, oh, that'd be really cool if if I ever one day got there. But I never thought I was going to or that I was good enough. And then I traveled overseas when I was about 16 years old and I did really well in a tournament. I bowled a perfect 300 game and the prize was $15,000. So I came home... A pretty rich teenager and that's when I thought "Wow, well, if I can make money doing this why can't I why can't I make this my job I so mean, I started the I started my my journey towards the professional tour
1: so I know you share bowling with lots of people well why is bowling so important to you
2: well, like I said I think it's a part of who I am but more than that you know, it's it's a way that I can provide for my family. So you you do something that you love, you know, you, you provide for your family, and I get to travel a lot. I've seen nearly 50 countries in the world, and some of these places, the things and the people that I've met there, I mean, I'll never forget, and I'm ext- extremely grateful that I had those opportunities. So bowling, for me, has not just... It's not just that I love it so much, it's that it is a part of my life in the, the truest way that I can say that. If I don't bowl, I get grumpy, and I get miserable, and I get cranky, and so I I have to bowl. That's why it's important to me.
1: Huh? oh, what is the most rewarding part about your job?
2: I think that, that question, my answer would have changed as I was growing through my career but if if i were to answer it just in the now i feel like one of the things that i absolutely love is the ability to make the game better you know i have a platform now that is a lot larger than when i first started i'm able to reach hundreds of thousands of people through social media and i get an opportunity to spread the love of bowling and every time i get a Uh, A social media comment or response or perhaps uh, an email that comes through on my website and it says something like hey you know I saw you do this and it really made me want to try bowling and now I absolutely love it like that makes me really happy inside so that's the rewarding part of everything that I've ever done is been able to give back to the game just a little bit um, compared to what it has given me but it's it's one of the most um, Important and I think meaningful parts of where I am in my career now.
1: Well, what is the hardest part about being a professional bowler?
2: Well, that would e- that's an easy answer because I live in Australia and the pro tour is in the U.S. There is a lot of traveling. Let me tell you, Tiberius. I mean, uh, I do not, I do not like the fifteen-hour plane rides across the world they are not fun so if i could find a way to like teleport myself from australia to america and then you know maybe have dinner with my family and then teleport back that would be that would be pretty perfect but as it is now i gotta sit on a plane for half a day it's no fun
1: don't worry they're coming in with teleporters like i don't know like 30, 40,
2: 50 years from now? I'll be too old, Tiberius. That My <laughs> career will be over. I need them to come out with it now. Listen, when you see Elon Musk, can you just put in a good word for me and tell him to make a teleport machine, okay? <laughs> so
1: you have won so many awards. What is that one award that you are most proud of?
2: it's um, another good question. You know, I think when, when I was first awarded the PBA Player of the Year Award, that was a really special moment for me because that award means that you are number one in the world. And when I had a, a fantastic season and my name got read out, I kind of had this really quick flashback of all of the, the places that I'd been All of the tournaments that I'd bowled in all the way back until I was like you know just a little little boy in Australia who just bowled funny just bowled different and it just made me realize how far I'd come and how much I wanted it and how much I still want it And it's one of the reasons why I work so hard on my game even now because I just want to win that award every single year
1: it's like you, you elevated. We, we all elevate. You always get better and better each and every day.
2: Yeah. I mean, you've probably heard this from a lot of people, but you know, there's a saying that you, you get out what you put in. And for me, I, I often tell students or aspiring uh, players and, and when they're asked me like, you know, how did you get, how did you get to the top? And I always said, well, I wanted it. So in order to, to reach it, I had to work for it. So the, the bigger my want, the harder I want to work for it. And I want to be the best player in the world. So when it's boring and I have to practice, you know, I motivate myself to, to get to the training lanes. And when I'm traveling and I miss my family uh, and I miss home, you know, I quickly motivate myself that I'm here to do a job. And all of these things... You, you kind of have to also have a little self belief, you know. So you've got mm-hmm. the motivation side, but you've got to believe it. You know, you've got to actually look inside yourself and say, "Hey, I can do this." And if you work hard, you have a little self belief, and you get a little lucky along the way. You just never know where you might end up.
1: Mm-hmm. And also,
2: Tiberius, I didn't know I was going to be on this show, okay? And now look I at me. Mean... All right, a little luck. I got an email from you. Uh, yeah. Here I am. On your show.
1: Yeah. There you are. Just doing me. <laughs> well, how does it feel to hold the title of the best bowler in the entire world?
2: It feels amazing. Yeah, and it's why I, I work so hard because I wanna not give that up. I don't want anyone else to have it right now. <laughs> I wanna have it.
1: Like so you wanna
2: every, have it. Yeah. Yeah, it's mine, okay. Like so I works. like as soon as someone works harder than me and starts beating me well then i've got to work even harder to get it back but i don't want to do that i want to just i don't want to ever lose the trophy i want to keep it in my house at all times
1: i mean i have seen some games in pba bowling i have seen people beat you i mean i have like no offense i have seen Two handed players, but
2: well, two handed uh, no, players. No offense me. taken. Yeah, you're yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's part of the game, you know? Mm-hmm. So here's a cool and interesting um, stat for you, okay? As soon as you like math. Um, mm-hmm. The most winning bowler in PBA Tour history, his name is Walter Ray Williams Jr., and he has 47 titles now that's a lot of titles 47 it's nearly double what i have but he has bowled nearly a thousand tournaments so you think about that for a second the person who has won the most in history has also lost 953 other times and when i hear that it makes me realize that it's really hard to win in bowling (laughs) so you're going to lose uh and that's okay that's That's a part of our game it's just you can't let that eat at you you've got to move on work hard and try and get the w the next time
1: so when you got your first 300 game how did it make you feel
2: i was so nervous uh i don't actually remember i don't remember it very clearly because all of these Uh, emotions Uh, my brain was like going a thousand miles an hour I think it forgot to press the record button in there so I don't remember it great I do remember one shot very clearly though I do remember the very last shot and this is a story actually Tiberius. not very many people know because I've never actually said this to too many people but uh, the bowling center that I was bowling at they had these really large pillars Uh, in the middle of the bowling centers and on like every four lanes or six lanes, they had these big pillars that were holding the ceiling up. And when I threw my last delivery, I kind of was walking to kind of watch it. And as I kept walking, I didn't realize, but I walked in view of the pillar. So now I couldn't see my ball hit the pins. So I didn't even get to see my final strike of my very first 300 because of these pillars, but I knew I struck because everybody was cheering. So I'm like, oh, I guess that was good news. And then I poked my head back around the pillar and saw there was no pins, and I'm like, "Woohoo! I did it.
1: Well, do you get the same level of excitement still when you get close to a 300 game?
2: Not the exact same, but I still get nervous because I've now bowled 98 perfect 300 games so you do get a little bit of experience but even on my 98 on the final shot my knees were shaking a little bit it's one of those very weird things because even when you have done it a lot you want to keep doing it you don't want to miss so I still get a little bit nervous
1: well now I am sure that you interview some with some cool people and maybe even some famous reporters. Well, do you ever get nervous?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I try to I try to act cool, but inside, my heart races the thousand miles an hour. See how I use miles there instead of kilometers, just so you <laughs> knew what I was talking about. Um, you know, and I still get, um, like, overwhelmed sometimes when I meet somebody who I really respect and look up to, or someone that... I've been following for their career, and then I have an opportunity to meet them. So yeah, I mean, you you try to be you know super laid back and you know like ah everything's good, I'm okay. But inside you're like uh, yeah, you're you're a, a volcano ready to just explode and make a fool of yourself.
1: You're just like that's exactly that is
2: you probably. <laughs> You probably uh, impersonated my insides perfectly with that that sound right there.
1: So when you're getting ready for a game, do you have any rituals or preps that you do?
2: No, not really. I try to always be as prepared as I possibly can. I try to be well rested, I try to make sure that all of my equipment is ready to go, I make sure that I've you know, had my uh, my breakfast, and, or depending on what time of the day I'm bowling, my meal, so I'm ready to go. But no, I don't really have any, like, rituals that it has to be done a certain way. I'm not a superstitious person, so I don't have any superstitions either. So I kind of just make sure that I feel good and I'm ready. But, you know, I can I can do it a thousand different ways. You know, it doesn't have to be the same way every single time.
1: Well, do you ever get stuck when there's not enough time to be ready before you have to go ball?
2: A couple of times when you get, you know, when you're running a little bit late and because you still want to be prepared, so when you get to the bowling center and, you know, your practice is just about to start and you're just walking in, you can start to get a little bit, yeah, a little rushed and because yeah. uh, you've got to get everything ready in a really short amount of time, but I try to limit that as often as possible by making sure that, you know, I set my, I set like five alarms in the morning just to make sure. Like I set one at, you know, seven o'clock, then 7.10 and then another one at 7.20 and I just make sure like there's no way I'm sleeping in. There's no way. There's too many alarms.
1: So practically it's practically just the snooze button <laughs>
2: yeah but i don't i don't ever let it hit the snooze I, i make sure just in case i press the like the off button which yeah. i've done before where oh, you think yeah. oh I just press the snooze button but then you press the off button and then when you wake up you've got 20 missed phone calls because you're running late <laughs> you're like oh no so now i just make sure i have you know five different alarm times yeah. ready to go
1: Okay, so on that note, we have to take a quick break, and we will come back to this amazing interview with the amazing Jason Belmonte. We will be right back. Aw, Dad, my computer slow again, and I can't play my games.
0: Call your computer solutions today, and we will scan for viruses and clean that computer up remotely. And make it fast again. Our phone number is 407-826-0810.
1: Thanks, Dad. My computer fast again. Now I can do my homework. Thanks for calling your computer solutions at 407-826-0810. The type you show like to thank one of our dedicated sponsors, Custom Designs Orlando. These guys are on Mills Avenue and do all sorts of stuff. Ranging from photo ID badges, engraved signs, custom Braille ADA signs, vinyl lettering, to trophies and awards, they can ship products all over the United States. You can reach them at four zero seven eight nine eight zero three seven three. And we are back. And if you are joining us right now, we are having a great time on the Tiberius Show. And we are interviewing the amazing Jason Belmonte. Now let's get back to it. Okay, so what do you do when you get frustrated with how a game is
2: going? You take a big, deep breath. And I look at bowling like a puzzle. So if things aren't going well, it means I I have to solve the puzzle. And I love solving puzzles. I love uh, love the idea and yeah they're so much fun so I always look at bowling as a bit of a puzzle piece and there's something missing what am I missing is it the bowling ball is it how much curve I'm putting on the ball is it my speed you know there's so many different things that you have to think about and I'm just trying to solve it so for me it becomes a challenge to solve it and sometimes you don't solve it because you just can't work it out and that gets me even more frustrated than actually bowling bad it's it's not that I bowled bad, it's just that I, I finished the day and I have no idea what how I could have solved this puzzle.
1: It's kind of like a chess puzzle, isn't it?
2: I like it, yeah. You're constantly thinking about the next move and that any move that you make uh, essentially is going to be a part of your strategy for the whole game, you know? So when I'm bowling, What I do in frame one, two, and three, if I'm going to change my strategy, well, the things that I have done have now affected the lane, like pieces on a chessboard. So you're right. I think that's a great analogy.
1: Okay. Now, when I go bowling at a different bowling alley, I get frustrated that the lanes act differently with my ball. Since you travel all over, what do you do to find your groove or line without getting frustrated?
2: So, the best thing that you can do is you can be uh, as versatile as you possibly can with your your bowling action. So if you have in your back pocket all of these tools, sometimes it's to throw it straight, sometimes it's the big curve, sometimes it's to throw it fast, sometimes it's to throw it slow and a hundred other little tricks and tools in your back pocket. When you go to another place that you're not used to, you can start to use those skills to help you tame the new bowling center.
1: Well, how often or how many hours a day do you practice?
2: It's another good question because for me, it will vary depending on how I'm feeling. Um, If I feel like everything is just going great, I'm, I'm super accurate, I have all of my skills and tricks feeling really comfortable and I can repeat them really well. Then sometimes I'll go in and it might just be 20 minutes just to kind of keep sharp. Other times when it feels something's off, you know, I can spend hours. So I walk into a bowling center and I start throwing some shots. In the first five minutes, I'm going to know if this is going to be a quick session or a really long session.
1: Yeah. Well, you have been a bowler all of your life. Was there ever another job that you thought about doing?
2: No, no. I was. I wanted to bowl for a living when I was 16 years old. So I was probably a little bit too young to have an like another passion for something. I have. I have hobbies that I'm passionate about. I love collecting sneakers. That's something that. Uh, It's costing me way too much money, but it's a lot of fun. Um, And, you know, I love to read and I love to play video games sometimes with my children. So I have a lot of passions outside of what I do. I love sport. Oh, my God, I love sport. So I, I, I will play any sport in the world. I don't care what you're playing. I'll play it with you. I just love it so much. But I never thought that I would do anything else other than bowling for my career.
1: What is the craziest thing that has happened while you were doing your passion?
2: Hmm, the craziest thing? Oh, okay. Um, I was in Jakarta, Indonesia, and we were bowling a squad, and during the squad, there was a 7.1 on the Richter scale earthquake. So the whole bowling center started to just shift a little bit and people's bowling balls were just not flying but they were like falling into the gutter as they were going down the lane and it was this very weird phenomena and all of the scoring units started to rock and sway and in australia we don't get a lot of earthquakes uh if we do they're only very 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 tiny so i i didn't really know what to do and all of the local indonesians were like okay come with us we got to get outside. We got to get outside. Get get outside the building. So that was probably the craziest thing that ever happened. And then when it all calmed down, everything seemed fine. We went back inside and finished the tournament, which I also thought was pretty crazy because I was like, Are you, "Isn't there like an aftershock? <laughs> uh, is there more earthquakes coming?" I don't know if I, I really want to be inside a bowling center right now.
1: So I saw your video with Dude Perfect. How many times did you have to attempt the longest strike in the world? Or did you uh, get it is, on the first
2: is that, is, Oh no, I didn't get it the first time. Are you talking about the one that was outside?
1: Um no, it was in a bowling center.
2: Okay. On the so, floor. I did another I did another dude perfect video. It was yeah. Bowling Trick Shots Part 2 and the yeah. longest strike um, was in that one. We did 250 yards. So that was a super long strike. The one inside the bowling center took me, I think, maybe 20 minutes because it wasn't that long. It was like only a hundred feet and it was pretty straight. But the one in the car, par- in the parking lot, um, that took hours, like five or six hours, hours. of trying to nail that. Like that trying was to one. trying to
1: get it straight enough
2: well when you're in a parking lot you think of yeah well you think about all the undulation in the road right you have drains where the water has to go you have rocks you have sticks that are on the on the ground and you have little hills so as i was throwing the bowling ball you know there are so many obstacles that could deflect the ball or make it go in the wrong direction so it took it took forever hours. but when we nailed it it was one of the most amazing feelings in the world
1: <laughs> i could tell so i saw that you did the world's fastest strike at 140 miles per hour how long did it take to prepare for such a cool trick
2: that was a lot of preparation but that didn't take us very long to do which i was super surprised i thought and I told the driver, Eric Almirola, I said, hey, I hope you've you've cleared out your whole day because this may take a while. And he said, yeah, man, we'll, we'll be here until we make it. So I said, okay, great. So on, on our fifth attempt, so on our fifth lap, we were able to actually achieve the world's fastest strike. So that was a lot of fun and pretty amazing. But the planning involved for that, we had to organize the car, the track had to make sure everyone was um, safety. We had all the suits and safety harnesses. Uh, That took a little while to prepare, but well worth it.
1: I mean, when I saw when the ball hit the pins, when I saw the pins go flying, I'm like, okay, what has happened? (laughs) But then second of all, I saw a GoPro fall down, and then it pointed at a black arrow, and it said, RIP camera three.
2: <laughs> yeah, I felt bad because that camera was, was at my videographer. Oh. And, you know, we told we said to him at the beginning of the shoot, we're like, hey, you know, hopefully, you know, these pins don't go flying and hit any of your cameras. <laughs> and he said, no, I'll put them all in really safe spots so we should be okay. And then when that happened, you know, I kind of felt bad for him. I'm like, oh, no, we broke one of your cameras.
1: I'm guessing that the pins, like, hit the bottom because I saw it, like, do, like, tons of flips.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, it was pretty amazing to see the pins explode like that.
1: yeah. (laughs) What was your greatest achievement in life?
2: Ooh, in life? Yeah. Now you're asking some pretty deep and philosophical (laughs) questions right now, Tiberius. Um, I don't know. I'd like to think that I'm a really good dad. I'd like to think that I'm able to share a lot of my knowledge to my children. You know, I would like to think that they look up to me, so maybe the greatest achievement in my life has just been been a good dad to my kids.
1: Well, who will motivate or inspire you the most in following your dreams?
2: Oh, my family, for sure. No oh. no one pushes me harder than, than Kimberly and the kids. No one pushes me more than Um, myself so me and my family I feel like every time that I leave Australia you you don't want to go back empty-handed it's a long way you miss them so you want to come home um, with something in your hand, something positive something good to share in so they are for sure my number one motivators and supporters and throughout my entire career um, you know my parents my sister Uh, and my family have never once told me not to go somewhere. They've always encouraged me to to chase my my passion and dreams.
1: I just wanted to know, what is your handicap?
2: I don't have any. Yeah, I'm very lucky that my my average is too high to have a handicap in bowling. So, uh, I have no handicaps.
1: My handicap is 67.
2: You have well.
1: Billy?
2: Well, you are a lot younger than I am, I mean, so I'm sure one day you'll get to zero.
1: Well, now that you have are the best in the world, who do you turn for advice to improve your game?
2: Yeah, I don't know. You know, I have some friends that I like to talk about bowling. I don't have a coach, so I, everything that I've done and learned is um, it's kind of been self-taught so i usually take a lot of video of me bowling and then i watch it back and critique myself so uh, i like i like it that way i i think no one knows my game better than me so as long as i stay honest and accountable for what i'm trying to work on then i can help myself but as soon as i start thinking oh, you're perfect, you don't need to do anymore. more, you don't need to change anything, you don't need to work on your swing or your timing, uh, then I feel like that's, that's when someone else will be better than me. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, what advice would you give my listeners if they wanted to grow up to be a professional bowler?
2: Bowl as much as you can. Yeah, no substitute for, for practice. So the more you bowl, the more you motivate yourself to go bowling, the more likely it is that you will improve faster. So you want to bowl once a week, that's no problem. But if you want to double your chances at, at, at improving faster, then go twice a week. And if you want to go and really improve fast, you try and go every single day.
1: Yeah. Well, if you could to go back 10 years and tell yourself something, what would it be?
2: Just 10 years?
1: Just mm-hmm. 10 years.
2: That is a really good question. Um, I think I think I would tell myself to to be a little bit more patient with things in my life. You know, I I, for me, I I always want to I work so hard that sometimes the results don't happen immediately. So if I could go back and explain to myself, listen, you know, you're working really hard on your bowling, but you're not seeing. Uh, as much result as you wished. just relax a little bit. Take a chill pill and just enjoy the process, enjoy the journey, and the results will come. You just got to allow them to come.
1: Mm -hmm. What was the biggest mistake you ever made and how did it change you as a person?
2: Tiberius, I don't have any regrets, right? Yeah, I don't look at anything that I've ever done um as a big mistake that i want to go back and change i think everything that i've ever done has led me to where i am today and i wouldn't i wouldn't change a thing
1: Mm -hmm. well do you play video games and what is your favorite one
2: i play them with my my kids yeah so my eldest daughter her name is aria and she's 11. my son is hugo and he's uh eight and my youngest daughter is Sylvie and she's five. So depending on who I'm playing with, the game sometimes changes. So like my (laughs) oldest daughter, she loves playing Mario Kart on like the Nintendo Switch. Uh, My son Hugo, he loves playing um, like Zelda and Super Mario Brothers uh, and games like that. And Sylvie likes playing, we actually have like a little VR set so Sylvie really enjoys playing like there's a painting game in VR and then we play like there's a um a sports game where you can like do bowling and tennis and you do all sorts of funny things so she really likes playing that with me but if I'm by myself and I just get to play any game that I want I really really like those adventure games things like um Uncharted that series of games uh assassin's creed is always fun and then um yeah pretty much those types of games i know they're not you know i think they're m15 rated for some of you listeners don't go out there and play them but uh when you are 15 years or you should totally go play them
1: okay so what is your favorite book to read
2: wow Good question too. There are so many great books. If I had to choose just one, oh my goodness, I don't know if I could. I feel like there are so many different genres where you have such amazing books. You know, I love like I love reading sci-fi and action books. Um, my, one of my favorite authors is Matthew Riley, and he's Australian. Um, and one of the very first books I ever read uh, was actually when I was like a teenager was. Um, his book and it was called Contest and it's a fantastic book again I think you might have to wait a few years Tiberius before you read that book but it's a really fun and um, adventure style book and he's done so many of those and then you have like you know more science based books and you know I love learning about um, you know how the world began and, and you know how the creatures are here and how they've evolved and I love learning more about space and what's out there. So you start to look towards, you know, a lot of the scientists that have published some pretty cool books. And I don't know, I feel like the list could just keep going on and on and on with your favorite books in each genre. So I'm an open, I'm an open-minded guy. So if someone suggests to me that I should read a book and they said it's really good, I, I don't mind reading it.
1: <laughs> okay, now can you tell me that one story you know, remember, this is a kids show, okay? Okay. Well that one story. Well, that you're not supposed to tell me about. Come on. You can tell me.
2: Okay, let me think, let me think, let me think. One story that I'm not really supposed to tell you, but uh, is also PG. Let me think. Um, okay, I can tell you, I can tell you a funny story. Okay. okay. Um, But I don't know if you're not supposed to hear it. I have no problem with you hearing this story. But one time I was flying from uh, Las Vegas in America to Hong Kong. And my flight was at 11 p.m. at night. And it was very important, Tiberius, that I made that 11 p.m. flight because when I took the plane the day that I landed, was the same day that I had to start competing for Australia in the championships. So it's very important that I was on that plane. So I made sure I got there super early and I had like four hours to wait. So I'm like, that's no problem. I'll just, I'll go straight to my gate and I'll wait for the plane because I don't want to miss it. Well, I was very tired and I started to, to yawn. And then before I knew it, I fell asleep. So when I opened my eyes, the airport was nearly empty and my plane had taken off without me. So I was freaking out. I'm like, no, I, I'm supposed to be on that plane. Someone turn the plane around and come and get me. So I spoke to somebody at the airport who was with the airline that I was flying. And they were cranky at me because they delayed the flight because they couldn't find me. And I told them I was sleeping in the corner. I'm sorry. I didn't realize I just fell asleep. So I'm freaking out and I don't know what to do. And the airline lady said, listen, you know, there is another flight, but it's on another airline that is going to Hong Kong tonight. So, you know, maybe you can, you can book with them. So I raced down to the other uh, airline counter and I said, hi, this is my problem, can you help me? And the lady said, we are completely full, but I will put you on the standby list and maybe you'll get on. So I said, okay. So I had to wait, wait, wait. And then when it was time to board the plane, the lady from that airline came over and said, Mr. Belmonte, Um, A gentleman has fallen very, very sick tonight and cannot fly. Would you like to take his seat? And I'm like, oh, my goodness, yes. Let me take his seat. So I took his seat and then I flew all the way to Hong Kong. I bowled for Australia and won two gold medals. So everything worked out in the end, but it was nearly (laughs) disaster.
1: like how could you fall asleep
2: I mean (laughs) I didn't think I could I was like so sure that I was not gonna fall asleep but I did and I almost missed well I did miss my flight but I almost didn't get there
1: wow well is there anything I should think my listeners should know about you
2: um, I think maybe only if they wanted to check out more, to learn more about me, they can go to my website, which is just jasonbelmonti.com uh, or follow me on all of the social media platforms. I do Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't think I do anything else. I think I've, I think that's enough, if I'm, if I'm really honest. I'd, oh, I do a little TikToking too, every now and then. Yeah, no, it's not a good app. Don't uh, don't get it. Don't get it, Tiberius. Uh, not till you're you're thirteen plus.
1: I know. That's what I'm so mad about. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is that one question that you think I forgot to ask you?
2: Hmm. I think I think you haven't asked me to to speak in an American accent. Most people, when I do interviews with them, they sometimes will say. Hey, can you, do you have uh, an American accent inside there? Like, do you actually, can you speak with an American accent? I'm terrible at it, but if you want, I can I can try and yes. give you a little yes. uh, American accent. Yes. Okay. So like, Tiberius, like when is this show going to air, dude? Like, is it going to be like live right now or is it going to be on YouTube, like totally? absolutely ridiculous stuff man I absolutely love your work
1: okay that was amazing first of all and now I'll show you my Australian accent okay hello mate how you doing I mean (laughs) what you gonna do mate
2: (laughs) (laughs) hey it's not the worst attempt I've ever heard I mean there's there are some pretty bad attempts that one's not the worst
1: Whenever there's people streaming, whenever they whenever they have a chat, all they're practically saying is just mate. <laughs>
2: <Because> <laughs> yeah, because we, say mate, just we do say mate people. quite a lot. Yeah, that's a part of our sense. that's our language. That's the Australian yeah. lingo. So we say mate, cheers, heaps. We say lots of words that are different <laughs> over here. I'll tell you one day, I'll ask your mum and dad uh, to tell you about why uh, flip-flops, what we call them in Australia, can be a little bit tricky, but again, we'll have to wait till you're a little bit older to understand that one.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Jason, for being my special guest. Can you stick around for Math Corners?
2: Sure. Let's do it.
1: Aw, Dad, my computer's slow again and I can't play my games.
0: Call your computer solutions today, and we will scan for viruses and clean that computer up remotely and make it fast again. Our phone number is 407-826-0810.
1: Thanks, Dad. My computer's fast again. Now I can do my homework. Thanks for calling your computer solutions at 407-826-0810. The Type Show would like to thank Buggy Creek Day Road Adventures being one of our sponsors i got to go on an air belt and saw a real gator i even got to go to the gem mine and mine for some gems we ate a steak dinner at the restaurant and even got some gator rights if you want to have a blast with the entire family i suggest you go to www.bcairboats.com right now get your tickets today the website again is bcairboats.com. Oak Ridge Gun Range is a family-oriented shooting range that has been in business for over 30 years. They specialize in basic firearm training and offer numerous services such as consignments, gun trades, gunsmithing, and concealed weapon classes. I even got my training for gun safety at Oak Ridge Gun Range. Great customer service, and firearm safety is what they do best. So find out more at oakridgegunrange.com. Tiberius' favorite subject, it's Math Corners! And now it's time for Math Corners. Thank you, Jason, for helping me with Math Corners. Today, we're going to talk about place values, but not the easy ones. Instead of going to the left with the ones, tens, and so forth, we are going to the right with the decimals. After the ones, you have the decimal point, which is pronounced as AND. And then the next place is the tenths, and then next is the hundredths, and then the thousandths. Now just like going to the left, when you move to the right, the values are grouped in threes. So after thousands, you have ten thousands, hundred thousands, and then you get to the next group, millionths. So this is the same number from the left, but with the th at the end. The THS lets you know that you're moving to the right and creating a fraction of a number rather than increasing a number. If you have 3.5, it would be the same as 3 plus 5 tenths, or 5 over 10, which is the same thing as one half. So Jason, do you now know all about place values of decimals?
2: You have just told me everything I need to know. Sorry, thank you.
1: Okay, well thank you so much Jason for your help with Math Corners. Well, as you know, we talk about the qualities of living by the heart of a lion, which stands for leadership, integrity, obedience, and nobility. This week, we're gonna talk about nobility. For me, I think nobility is remembering we are God's special possessions and acting in a noble way, showing courage and honor too. All the qualities of nobility are goodness, virtue, honor, generosity, and selflessness. Oh well, so this week my school did a soup or souls Sunday event where we donated food and clothing to help the local community center to combat poverty. We collected almost one thousand two hundred food items, over a hundred clothing items, and tons of shoes and socks. Everyone was very generous with their donations, and the teachers were generous with all the time they put into it. It is a good reminder for all of us to share this with those less fortunate. So Jason, did you see or use nobility at all this week?
2: Well first off, let me just say how amazing you and your school are for doing what you did. I thought that was incredible, you know. In terms of, did I do any nobility this week? Well, while I'm over here in the United States, I'm actually isolating myself. So I haven't really gone out into the public to, to be noble. But I think everything that you just said, like obviously the heart of a line having leadership, Uh, integrity, obedience, and nobility. You know, I think they're all equally important. But hearing, you know, that there are people like you and your school doing the things that they're doing to help those that are less fortunate, um, I think it's incredible. I think if I were to maybe be inspired by you, maybe I can use uh, the rest of my week this week to actually go and find something to be noble about and try and bring that, Um, you know instead of waiting for it to just happen to actually go out there and make it happen Mm -hmm. so you've inspired me to be noble
1: of all the heart of a lion virtues which is your favorite
2: well I don't know if you can I think they all work together right like you want to make sure that they're, or that you have um, all of those qualities so Mm -hmm. I don't really want to say one is is more favorable than the other but I think of the, of the four that you mentioned, the one that I'm sure I have the least amount is obedience.
1: <laughs> okay, that's reasonable.
2: <laughs> exactly, yeah.
1: Well, we should always try and be lying strong in everything we do.
2: I hear you. I agree with you
1: 100%. And that is our show, folks. I'm going to thank the one, the only, the amazing Jason! Thank you
2: very much, Tiberius
1: For being on my show
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was a pleasure, I had a blast Honestly, every segment was thrilling Exciting, informative Educational It was twists and turns I didn't know where you were going to go And then you went there And then we, we will cry, we'll laugh We'll have all of these memories We can share together now but it's been so
1: much fun talking with you today. Maybe one day we can do a bowling match together.
2: Ooh, I like it. Next time I'm in your neck of the woods, I'll let you know, okay?
1: I may actually get into new high score because I'm actually trying <laughs> to be you.
2: <laughs> okay, I'm waiting for you.
1: Mm-hmm. And be sure to listen to us next week on the Area Show with your host, Tiberius!
0: The Tiberius Show is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Executive producer, Joseph Boyd. Production editor, Pierre Laguerre. Green room manager, Danny Boyd. And your program host, Tiberius Boyd. The Tiberius Show is copyright 2018.